0: Live here in Washington, D.C., home of your favorite and best creators, you are now tuned in to people that you don't know that you should know. I'm your host, Ty Westbrook, featuring my co-host, Murray And let's get going with today's show. Yeah. And if you don't know, now you know. If you know, you know. Hey, people, you already know what it is. It's your boy, Ty Westbrook, and we are back on another episode of People That You Don't Know That You Should Know. How you doing, Marianne?
1: I am doing really really good and I'm super excited to be talking to you today. Look, I feel like I haven't done this in a while. Where the heck have I been? What's <laughs> wrong? What's been, going
0: on? You've been out doing your thing.
1: I know, but everybody's out doing their thing, man. But, I should be like
0: But your thing requires you to, you know, move around, you know, you got to be from yeah. city to city. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah you know yeah. you got to talk to a lot of people.
1: I like talking to people. You know,
0: figuring out what their issues are. Yeah. How can we you, all got a lot of issues. Yeah. But you know, you're really you're really a uh, uh, firm believer in helping out people, you know. Yeah,
1: we do. We do like to help people.
0: Yeah, yeah. I eat.
1: think we all like to help people. Yeah. Are you? Helping we got out? a guy over here sitting across from us who likes to help people too. Sam. 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 That's me. Yeah, that's Sam. Hey, Sam. How are you?
2: I'm doing well as well. I was a little sick the last couple of days, which was not nice. Made me feel super drained, but I'm uh, I'm ready to ignite uh, a new flame right now. Yeah. Rock and roll. Yeah. I like
1: that. So when when you think about uh, helping people and when you think about what it means to show up Mm. for something, what does that mean to you to show up?
2: Yeah, Um, I think that showing up is more than just being in a place uh, and more than just also kind of being accounted for. Oh, like they were at that place. Um, and that there's some record of that. Um, but it's also like creating, a, sort of a game or playfulness and joy, um, within that space. Um, and I think that something that and we were just talking about this, but something that often gets ignored, uh, in kind of showing up or creating space for people is, you know, the actual act of being there, what it feels like to be there. Um, and so, for me, it comes from sort of an improv comedy uh, perspective, which is uh, all about how do we um, how do we dance in the conversation? How do we cultivate vulnerability and empathy and intimacy? Um, and how do we make it fun and not just be this like kind of uh, bland, either networking or meetings or, um, you know, whatever it is that you're showing up to.
1: So why, why improv comedy? Like, where did that come from in you? Is that something that as a kid you've always been interested in in sort of that space or did you come to that kind of, you know, later?
2: I, I did theater since the beginning of high school and even a little before that. Um, so I've been doing theater for 15 years. I've been doing improv since I started college. Um, because I was like really tired of the feeling of being really stressed about whether you had all your props and like whether everyone was going to remember their lines and like all all these other things. And, um, I was like, oh, like you can just kind of give all that up and goof around on stage. Um, and, and that isn't saying that there has, there doesn't have to be intention. I think there can be really powerful intention with that stuff. But, um, Improv was really and, and the more I kind of got into it, the more I realized its power is it's not really about telling jokes. It's not about being funny or trying to, you know, like uh, like I would used to do like come up with good accents before I would go on do an improv show. And I stopped doing that when I realized it was it was it, it was kind of outside of the um, outside of the uh, um, kind of feeling of of what you're supposed to be doing. And what I really got excited for was just generating whatever was there in the moment, and um, actually, uh, yeah, actually just existing powerfully in that space, uh, like you said, where, like I said, where it's you know about vulnerability and empathy and intimacy um, and authenticity. Well, um, you know what yeah. I
1: think is interesting about uh, often these, these theater-ish things that we do? They mm-hmm. seem like they can... Um, uh you know not not be uh, enormously impactful on sort of our life choices or something like right. that but i find that i go back all the time to my theater training and when i was a <laughs> producer and director in new york and and i think about the work that i do in partnership development and bringing people together and i can tie a direct line oh, to the yeah. skills that it takes to produce work and to bring ideas yeah. together into a common goal and right it's yeah. all freaking theater yeah. right like i mean all of it is 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 theater and i and i don't and i don't mean that in in some sort of analogous way I mean that like the skills like deep skills are very much all the skills that I, I learned by doing that kind of work
2: yeah and and I think theater you know I so I've been bringing improv comedy into this this idea of how do we use that in politics as a strategic way instead of just making fun of politics and feeling good about ourselves uh and it's the same and it's the same thing it's like it's not a problem that politics is theater that's what people like Blame each other for or it's not a problem That networking or business is Theater right It, it, it the world is A stage right literally William Shakespeare Said that and it's so true um, It's about the problem is that Most of that stuff is just bad theater It's just crappy <laughs> theater you know that Has no humans like It's not really how you know humans interact It's not really there's no real vulnerability um, There's nothing Thoughtful and it's all very predictable um, So I think improv is About uh, what I'm intrigued with it, you know, especially these days, is how do we create better, more human theater that, um, yeah, ignites that flame in some way it moves people. Really.
1: So, what is it about the the political space that it intrigues you, right? That you you were excited about and and, yeah. and impassioned by because you you have a very strong passion and opinion about um, about the space.
2: Sure. I, I mean, I think you know personally, I'm very progressive, but I don't think that electing more Democrats is the answer (laughs) I don't think that that's like for me um as much as I more identify with Democrats than Republicans um uh what I get really upset about is that it feels like everyone falls into this kind of zero-sum game that they say that's just the way politics is and no that's just the way that our current system is and so what I'm drawn to politics um is because I, I, I wish that there was, again, just a different approach to things, that there was just more thoughtfulness to how people s- saw politics uh, and saw themselves within it uh, in a way where it's like, oh, we need to actually focus, not only do we have to fix all these problems, we also have to fix the structures and systems and, um, and organs uh, of, of the system that are causing us to be sick, uh, that, that are causing all these problems. Um, and I think what, you know, we need to also be thinking about what ignites people. And usually those are the problems. Mm. And they're not, you know, this, these systems are pretty unsexy for a, a reason. The systemic change, like changing the way we vote or uh, giving statehood to DC or um, ending gerrymandering, campaign finance reform, all those things aren't very sexy. And that's on purpose because it's, they're meant to be boring. Um, but what I'm intrigued by is how do we make people show up for those things? How do we make, um, uh, yeah, kind of gaming and joy and play and comedy be used strategically to make those things more sexy, and also to have people sort of identify themselves with the yeah with the organ failure that is our <laughs> our political situation.
1: <laughs> and and y- uh, you you have created a, a pr- product to help do this. Can you tell us a little bit about the the work that you're you're doing with this app?
2: Yeah. So so. Um, I haven't yet created it. it. is in It is in the process, um, but we are developing kind of the first uh, the first vi- you know, minimum viable product, as they say, for uh, a game called Shawapia, which is the Unperfect Union, and it's a um, it's sort of the what I call the only ultimate reality choose your own adventure upside down democracy game. Mm. Um, so it's a game that's on your phone and. Much like Pokemon Go, though, don't let that turn you off if you hate Pokemon. (laughs) um, uh, It allows you to kind of capture politicians um, and allows you to show up in the real world. um, But really what it is, is creating this new world called Upia where it's, you know, you're in control, where you're in power uh, and it's your story and you get to decide what, you know, what we do and and how it looks. um, And we really want to shape it around people and actually eventually have it, owned by the people who use it so that it's not um, just another uh, app that takes sucks your data and, and takes everything from you, uh, instead enriches you and creates this new kind of winning uh, that is cooperative and transformative um, and that takes place in the real world um, so that it's not really about just like having us all connected, um, uh, just this blind, oh yeah, more connection is better. Uh, that's like what Facebook and Instagram sort of that was there. Uh, message, but we're seeing more and more that that's kind of empty. Um, so this is about how do we get people to be in the real world together, and and what will happen when we make the real world a more powerful and fun game um, designed with intentionality, like we were talking about.
1: Well, before. you know, and cooperation is such an interesting—it's um, such an interesting concept, right? Because mm-hmm. it seems like it should be straightforward about how do we cooperate with people, how is that you know working together to achieve a common goal in yeah. essence, but. Um, but it's not as easy as it as it seems, as mm. it sounds, yeah. right? Like it seems like it should be a simple thing that we can do, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, and I'm trying this back to the improv comedy thing, right? Because mm. that that's such a, it's a wonderful um, a, a landscape for how you have to cooperate with yeah. people, right? Because yeah. you can't, you, you have to yes and them, right? Like you have to say, you have to receive what they're giving you mm-hmm. and build off of that. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just stop it, and which is in essence cooperation, right? right. So I'm wondering how you, how your work in developing this and sort of like planning it out and thinking about it, sort Mm -hmm. of how how your understanding of how people are viewing that kind of cooperation, how eager are they, how much do they understand, it doesn't make sense to them, like sort of what that experience has been like.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that's hard. And I think the big thing is we're we're launching uh, a crowdfunding on Indiegogo next month. And um, that that will really be when we create that community, which starts to test it and build around it. I think we'll we'll... Interact more with that with those issues. Then, um, you know, I have lots of ideas, and I've t- tried to design it as intentionally as possible. Um, but you know, I-, I can't foresee everything that'll happen until people start actually playing in the real world and and um, start to engage in a new way. Um, but sort of what what I've my thinking has been is is creating um, a culture of and of rituals and of play and of um, dancing um, and kind of, you know, um, having the the process of playing the game be almost performance but in a uh, in a way that doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, so I know that that that's a little hard to get and I think it's, uh, a lot, it's, it's one of those things where I, I have a theory and I have to, I want people you to sort test of, it out yeah, and see what I want to ex- see what happens, exactly. Um, When I teach uh, improv uh, for social impact workshops or improv for authenticity or charisma or whatever, I'm still playing around with what I want to call it. Um, The people's favorite part is what I call the primal scream or the shout into the void, um, which is when everyone just yells together. And um, there's something neurologically so um, rich there where people, it, it, it Um, We get so few chances to just yell, uh, to just let out and shout out all our anger and the B.S. And um, I want the game. The game is designed around that idea that it's very cathartic and it's very fun to just yell and to make a scene and to bring the noise, literally. Um, So... a lot, that's how you capture politicians is you kind of shout at them or you bribe them or you shake your fist at them or you influence them and you kind of throw ideas or throw problems at them.
1: But you're not literally bribing them in the No, game. these yeah. are fake
2: politicians. These are yeah. little pocket politicians, but they <laughs> represent real politicians. So once you capture them, you can then actually contact the real po- politician. Mm. Um, and you have to work your way up from sort of the local politicians towards the bigger ones. So... Um, uh, that, that's sort of where I've designed it to be, kind of take advantage of you know, what you were saying of um, how do we make cooperation more powerful. Um, and I think just making it fun is, is one thing and making it tap into something that we really need from, our, you know, from a brain science perspective. And the other thing is like shared values. And I think that a lot we feel very divided, um, but the main thing that holds a co-op uh, or cooperative together is having a shared value and having a shared vision for what we want. And I'd say that the vision for what we want politics and the world to be like, that I'm trying to create with Shoopia is one where, one, it happens in the real world, uh, and two, where people are the focus, mm-hmm. where people are centered, and that it's not about giving everything away and giving control to corporations. Um, and i think at at its you know there's lots of other things you know uh, you know fr- freedom liberty respect you could throw out all these like different values and stuff but i think the basic is this idea of of like you know human integrity and human um and and just the power of joy and play mhm yeah
1: well, and I also think that if we all just screamed a little bit more, we'd be happier. Yes. I had the greatest <laughs> conversation. I know I always have to make everything about Molly. Poor Molly. I had the greatest conversation with her the other day about screaming mm. and about like how sometimes you just have to like, you just let it just, out. Yeah. Just yeah. scream because she was saying she wanted to scream so bad. And I'm like, why the hell didn't she scream? And she's like, well, I didn't know if I could scream. But I was yeah. I was like well, of course you can scream. It might scare the crap out of me. But, you know, I mean, if that's what you're feeling, let's like, I don't know, it's better out than in.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think everybody doesn't know whether they're allowed to mm, do something
1: right or not.
2: And I think it's totally fine to just try it um, and just show up and, and kind of do it in, a, in whatever way is meaningful for you. Maybe screaming isn't yelling or shouting. It's, like, for you, it's just, like, or it's dancing or it's rapping or it's um, poetry or, you know, whatever it is, is creating, you know, art. Um, and I want to think about and explore beyond just the game is, like, how can the game and sort of other sort of the culture that we want to create around the organization – how do we make it such that people know that they can show up at political events at either meetings or, you know, uh, neighborhood councils and commissions or at Congress at D.C. Council, which is a lot what I do uh, and just bring normal people there. And, you know, kind of instead of protesting and yelling, uh, we're shouting and um, kind of uh being ourselves and that 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 can be a very powerful political statement mm-hmm. yeah
1: what's one thing that you uh could ask you know our listeners to just to simple like simple thing mm. that they could try in their day-to-day life that might i don't know help them cooperate
2: yeah well i would say that um i have found that starting an event out even if the event feels very buttoned up and silly that it's like if you if you explain that there's actually neurological like brain science reasons for it, then people will be into the idea of doing a collective shout uh, at the beginning. And they don't have to like be all yelling at each other, but just kind of yelling alone, but all at the same time and right. making it OK. I think that that's something that if you're willing to take that kind of be on the edge, people love it. Um, so I'm not.
1: gonna I'm gonna jump out on a limb and say that we we need to ask um, our listeners to tell us whether they do that. Like even if they just go out on their mm. you know out on the sidewalk. Oh yeah, just do it or, yourself and just yeah. like Start shout day. out something. Yeah. like just just make a noise. Yeah, or like and just see how that feels and sort of be interested in how that felt to them, but also what the response was around them. Mm. You know.
2: I mean, I I'm gonna people... make Tyrone
1: do it in a minute when we're done. Tyrone, Tyrone's gonna do it.
2: He's nodding. I know, and he's not
1: saying anything. I think he's.
2: I got
0: you.
1: Oh, Okay. All
2: right. All right. Uh, the other thing I'd say is, if you want to, if you have, if you hate politics, but you want to kind of tell it off, if you want to be, you know, go off on it, or or bring whatever your creative practice is to the halls of power. I go every Wednesday now. Um, usually around 11, 11.30 a.m. And uh, you can just show up there with me and I'll be your little guide uh, to the halls of power. So I usually go to uh, D.C. Council these days. Mm. Um, so if you're in D.C. and you want to kind of have a say in it, like that's how people that's how the corporations get stuff done is yeah. they actually Lobby and they, you know, send all these right. So, this is a version of lobbying, it's a version of lobbying. But instead of being in suits and having all these meetings and these like perfectly well thought out like business plans and uh pamphlets, we just show up and be humans. Um, and they really don't know what to do with humans with like people who are just being themselves. So, I would encourage people if they want to come, uh, to you know hit me up, uh, either on Instagram or yeah. So,
1: how can people find you?
2: Yeah, so for me personally my uh instagram is philablaster f-i-l-i blaster uh so it's sort of a play on filibuster but um and so that's my kind of superhero sidekick so i'll be your sidekick if you want to come to council or congress uh and then show up yeah so show up ia is the um is the game instagram so we're just sort of soft launching that so definitely check it out and um uh, send me a message if you want to come to the Halls of Power and uh, kind of stick it to them a little bit.
1: <laughs> well, I, I appreciate you taking the time to hang out and chat with us yeah, and, and thank talk you guys a little for bit about me. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Thanks again, Sam. And yeah, good, luck, you. good luck, you, good luck, bro, with your launch, <laughs> the game, and all the things that you're doing, bro.
2: Yeah, thank you.
0: All right. On behalf of the 202 Creates, I'm Ty Westbrook signing out. See ya. We want to thank you all for tuning in to this episode of People That You Don't Know That You Should Know. If you like our show and want to learn more, check out tool2creates.com. And oh yeah, please subscribe on the Apple Podcast. You guys be sure to tune in again next week for another episode of People That You Don't Know That You Should Know. I'm Ty Westbrook, signing out.